it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The statistic we're getting from the Border Patrol is that there's been 1.2 million gotaways, gotaways, since Biden's been president. This is out of control. You cannot bring there to here without here becoming there. As simple as that statement is, it is true. The videos we're seeing from El Paso does not look like a city in America. If you bring every element of Central America into a concentrated area in the United States, that area is soon going to resemble parts of Central America. Now, when I say that, that could be good or bad. You can't bring there to here without here becoming there. But we're not bringing, this is not an orderly process of people who have been vetted going through a, a legal procedure to enter the United States, bringing with them perhaps talents or skills or gifts or something to add to our society. It's just whoever's crossing the border. They are not being impeded in any way, shape or form. They're simply being processed, which is, hi, how you doing? Nice to see you. And off they go. And the resources that were that we have available, planes, buses, what have you, are not being used to return to the, these people to their home countries. They're being used to further, further their journey into the interior of the United States. Some are going here, some are going there, New York, Chicago, L.A., parts of Texas, wherever they're going. We don't know. They're just being dispersed. And this is being done on purpose. I have said to you for years, I've been saying this for almost a decade, that this mass uptick in the population is only going to create more government and less freedom for the American citizen. Right? You see affirmatively furthering fair housing. If you haven't read it over, what this plan is, and is everything is affected by the open border. There's no other way to look at it. Everything is affected by the open border. But this plan affirmatively furthering fair housing is an attempt by central planners in Washington to usurp the authority of local zoning boards, be it county or township or parish or village or whatever it is. And... What a planning board does when someone is seeking a construction permit, the planning board has to ask themselves a basic question. Can this community, does this community have the ability to support what is being proposed? So if you're proposing a new uh, tract of, of houses, you say, okay, well, what, what does this entail? Okay, you want to build 30 houses. Well, infrastructure is going to have to be added to accommodate that new construction. In many cases, I mean, unless you live with septic, sewer lines are going to have to be run. Power lines are going to have to be run. Roads are going to have to be paved. Street lights are going to have to be put up. These are all things that are going to be provided in part by the local government. And if you look at the potential sale of the homes, 30 homes, you say, well, these homes are going to sell for this price 
The property taxes are going to bring this back to the community. The These people are, 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 are likely to be uh, customers for the businesses, be they small mom and pop or the big box store at the on the main drag. Okay, this makes sense. Let's issue this permit. Let's build those 30 homes. What central planners want to do is say, no, you can't do that anymore. You can't have 30 homes on quarter acre lots anymore. Standalone homes. You need to build multi-units on those properties. And you just sell them at a capped price. And you need to make sure a percentage are held aside for low-income buyers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that all sounds nice, right? Sounds like by doing that, you're doing something benevolent. But what you're saying to that community is, we don't give a damn the impact on you. So if you've got to hire five more school teachers, three more cops, open another fire company, lay down sewer lines, put up power lines, run, you know, clean water, if the impact of this, right, and they call it an impact study, is that you cannot support, this is not going, this is not going to be self-supportive. You're going to have to raise taxes on everyone else. Some communities don't want to be densely populated. And that's why they elect their planning commissions. Now, some libertarians might argue who the hell is the planning commission to tell someone what to do with their private property. Okay, you could argue that. But what the central planners want to do is get us away, get us off the idea of the American dream of buying, uh, earning money, saving money. Because what happens then? When you buy a house, are you a homeowner? That's your house, right? You feel an attachment to it. It's your property. And you make community with other property owners. And you protect that property. You expect your local government to provide a certain level of security or at least to prosecute criminals, you, you're you personally tied into something. Now, I've said this also for as long as I've been on the radio. There's a reason why progressivism emanates naturally from the cities. The more people there are densely populated, the more government and rules you need. So, for example, if you live out in the country and you want to turn your music up as loud as you want, if there's no one there to complain, there's no need for a local noise ordinance. But when you have people living on top of each other, someone above you, someone below you, someone to the right of you, someone to the left of you, with only walls to separate you. I mean, in New York City, they, you can't even smoke a cigarette in your own damn apartment anymore. Because the smoke might emanate into the hallway. It's, it's the price you pay for living on top of one another. When you have a densely populated city, the roads become quickly overcrowded. They're doing this right now in New York. The Biden administration just approved a proposal in New York City. Why they would need Biden's approval, I have no idea. But Pete Buttigieg and the Department of Transportation just approved congestion pricing in New York City. So what they're going to be doing is saying to the average motorist for the privilege of driving in New York City at certain times, the tolls are going to be exponentially higher. It's already the price of an average meal for a family to go out just across into the city, the bridges and tunnel tolls. Now they're saying they're going to add pricing on top of that. That is a plan to coerce you 
to ever more use government transportation. As we're densifying this nation, but we're not bringing in people that are going to be likely contributors to the tax base, to society. Most of these people are going to have great needs because they are coming from the third world. Now, we're not undergoing the Industrial Revolution. As a matter of fact, we're actually, well, as we advance in a way, we're regressing in a way as automation and robotics and you know, web-based services are taking over things that would normally be done by people. So there are jobs that are going away and more people are pouring into the country that are likely going to be looking for jobs if they can even find them. But what makes America unique, what makes the American dream what it is, disgusts the central planners and the, and the elites on the left. You don't need a home and a car and choice in education and choice in health care and choice in retirement. These people have figured it out for you. But for, for generations, we've sought to make choices in our lives. We've sought to have private property. And when we have private property, we want to keep our private property. We want to protect our private property. We want to protect our quality of life, our standard of living. You know, a modest home, and I say this as someone who lives in a modest home. I live in an 18 square, 1,800 square foot home on a lake, yes. And I love my little lake community. But I worked to buy that home. I work to buy the car that I drive, my wife drives. We, 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 we have worked to have a standard of living to raise our children in. The central planners think that is, you don't need that. The, the, the saying that you'll own nothing and be happy is the way they look at it. What do you need this for? We can provide you a home. We can provide you transportation. We can provide you education. We'll provide you health care. You don't need to make these decisions. They're complicated. They're messy. You don't really know what's good, what's bad, what you need, what you don't need. The government knows these things. Tens of millions of people crossing in from the third world don't have, don't understand. Is it free? Is it given to me? Is it there? Am I not in Honduras or wherever it is? That's all that matters. You don't like great replacement theory? Call it crowding out theory. Because as they add to the number of people who are going to need health care, need education, need housing, need transportation, where does, that, where, where does the revenue come from? The super rich do not submit themselves to the pay the government first, get what the government gives second dynamic. These are people that are above, essentially, the taxing and pricing system. So if gas goes to $6 a gallon, the super rich don't say, oh, my God, how am I going to fuel up my limousine? It's, it's, it's a rounding error to them. 5% inflation is a rounding error to them. It does, if you're living in a $30 million mansion, 5% inflation doesn't bother you. You're not saying to yourself, Gee, I might not be able to fill up this cart in the grocery store anymore. Where the real energy is, is in the so-called masses. Okay? And what they're going to force the masses, that's you and me to do, is to give up these choices. And they've done so already in education and in retirement. 90% of American children go to a government-run school. Why is that? 
because the taxes they've levied to Airfingers, quote, provide education, leave 90% of the U.S. population unable to afford to go outside of the government-run education system. They want to apply this to every aspect of life. And as tens of millions of people pour in, and they say we need new home construction, we need to hire more teachers, we need more of this, more of that, they're going to go after the tax base and entrap you ever more in giving up your freedom to choose in favor of government provision. This is a plan. Now, Biden might have pudding for brains. He's not coming up with this. The reason why Biden is appealing to the elite left, the far left, the academic left, is because he's not making these decisions. They are able to put these things in front of him and he just signs off on them, if he even signs off on them at all. The lights are on, nobody's home. The Marxists have a perfect patsy in Joe Biden. And that's what fundamental transformation is. This is not conspiracy theory. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every one of you has a gift from God. I believe my gift, no, I know my gift is being able to see these parts moving. The tumblers on the lock, the pieces of the Tetris, the puzzle. What is Social Security? What is it? The government forces you to buy a form of retirement from the government itself. When they say cuts to Social Security, let me put this to you. Use this on Twitter. Use it in your arguments. The government can't cut what it first doesn't collect. The government couldn't cut Social Security if they first didn't take it from you. If you were on your own, yes, to plan for your own retirement as an adult above the age of majority, the government wouldn't be able to cut Social Security if the government wasn't running Social Security. But if the government is running health care, that's from the day you're born, to Social Security, that's to the day you die, with education, employment, transportation, housing, and medical care, Medica Medicare, the government is in your life at every stage of it. Not one line of text in the Constitution provides the key word federal government to be a, a partner in your life from cradle to grave. If you could cite it, I will shut up and I will proclaim you the winner. Now, when you look at European countries, they do not have these mass flows of human beings coming in to partake of their welfare state. You cannot have an open border and a welfare state. You can have one, you can have the other, you can't have both. But what is going to be done to you in this? Between Build Back Better, the Green New Deal, and affirmatively furthering fair housing with the massive uptick in the population, is everything that is the urban core is going to have to be transferred out of the urban core to every other jurisdiction in America in some form or fashion. We already see it. New York City cannot take any more migrants. So what are they doing? They are sending them to the bedroom communities of the suburbs. What is the governor of New York doing? Building 800,000 low-income units while banning, banning gas stoves.
the Biden administration is about to regulate again home home appliances. You cannot have big government and big freedom. It can't be done. Because that still leaves it to people to decide these things for you. Well, that's what government is. No, it's not under our constitutional system. There's a reason why the framers put in provisions ending the mass migration of people as of 1808 and Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which demands border security, and placed all laws regarding naturalization in the hands of Congress. Congress has passed immigration laws. They are not being enforced. Wintick 695, Patriot 9572874. Well, Andrew, what do you want us to do? Round them all up at once? Is that how any law is enforced? Is that how it's enforced? If they ban the AR-15, are they going to say, well, if we can't get every AR-15 at once, we're not going to try to get any at all? No. If Congress were to pass a ban, and it won't happen on the with the, House, with the Republican House, if they were to pass an absolute ban, nobody that is a civilian is allowed to own an AR-15. How would they collect the guns? How? How would they do it? If you are found with one of these weapons, you will be prosecuted. That's how the law is enforced. If somebody's in the country illegally, they must be prosecuted and then return to their home country, never to return to the United States again. That's how it's to be done. But what the Biden administration is doing is literally standing idle by as people just pass across the border and off into the interior, and in millions of cases, with the assistance of the Biden administration. The purpose of this is to justify the increase in the size, scope, authority, and cost of the federal government. Affirmatively furthering fair housing is going to be used to move people about the country where the planners want them to go. Build Back Better and the Green New Deal are going to be used to provide for the infrastructure upgrades to accommodate the number of people and then force us into the transition of green energy. We're talking about technology that is not at all efficient and not at all ready to take on the demands for use in this nation as it is. And the planners are thinking, the basic thinking is, well, you'll just have to be patient. Think about this for a second. What is the Democrat answer to self-defense? It's take the beating. That's what it is. Take the beating. You take the beating. Right? If it means it takes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years before this technology can actually provide what is needed, you'll just have to wait. You'll take the beating. You, the stupid American citizen, you're paying for your own demise right now. If it ever catches up. And you know what? If we go through the green energy transition and we get rid of uh, natural oil and natural gas, or at least we create only enough to power the electric grid, if you can't leave the lights on for more than two hours, well, sorry, we're just going to have to ration these things. Abundance is the enemy of the central planner. Abundance is the enemy of the Marxist. Abundance is the enemy of the Democrat. You'll have nothing and like it. You'll own nothing and be happy. And this is why they're using the open border. They're using it 
to fundamentally transform this country and not in a positive way. It's not about race. It's not about religion, but it is about socioeconomic status. That's true. When you import 20 million poor people and you promise them that the government will not deny them any of these services regardless of their contribution, where does the revenue come from? It just means you are going to have to trade ever more your choices in your life for provisions from government. You'll pay more, you'll get less. In a free market capitalist society, you have the maximum number of choices that the market will provide and not one more and not one less. When the government provides a service, you get one choice. You take it or leave it. You get the government's provision or you don't get anything at all. How many of you had parents who said, this is what's for dinner. If you don't eat it, you go to bed hungry. That's how the government works. This is a ruse. As long as Joe Biden is going to be president, there will be no border enforcement. The border is now, the open border is now the weapon of the Democrat Party and the central planners in Washington. And I'm going to play some interesting clips for you. Barack Obama back in 2011 extolled the virtue of negotiating on the debt ceiling between the two parties, between the two houses, between the two branches. Now we're being told you'll either raise the debt ceiling or else we're going to default, which Biden is saying, I'm not going to negotiate. And these people that are saying the Republicans are cutting VA benefits. No, I'm going to provide you perfectly executed political analysis as to exactly what is happening. What they're saying is if you make these cuts, make a general cut, we are going to choose what gets cut. We are going to make the most painful cuts and then we're going to blame it on you. They're not saying, we're well, if we cut the budget, we might have to roll back some foreign aid programs, or we might have to take back some of that COVID money, or we might have to trim the budgets of some of these federal agencies that are involved in redundant programs. No, they're saying, if you do this to us, we're going to take it out on veterans and seniors and low-income children because you're forcing us to do this. No, there are other places to make cuts. You're refusing to take to make them there. We could roll back the budget of the EPA and still have clean air and clean water. We could actually eliminate the Department of Education and still have education. What the Democrats are telling you, what the administration is telling you is if you make this cut, this is where we're going to we're going to make the cut and we're going to blame it on you. They don't have to cut one penny of veteran benefits. You want to know why? Because that's not actually in the proposal. It's not in the proposal. Real quick before I go to break, I went a little long here. Cube cut seven. I want you to listen to Representative Chip Roy, chairman of the Rules Committee. Cut seven. Hey, everybody. It's Chip Roy from Texas 21, and I'm standing outside of the Capitol getting ready to head home to Texas. But it's been a great week for this country. House Republicans stood up and did what we said we would do, reducing spending by $5 trillion over 10 years and a trillion dollars in year one to stop spending money we don't have to drive up inflation for you and your families. Meanwhile, President Biden and my congressional Democratic colleagues stick their head in the sand. They fiddle while our country and our economy is struggling. But we're going to stand in the breach. While they lie, they say that we're going to be cutting veteran benefits or we're going to be cutting Meals on Wheels or all sorts of programs. The truth is, we're simply returning spending from the federal bureaucracy to pre-COVID levels. That's common sense. The American people support it. 
We're simply spending at the same level of the last Obama budget. We're simply taking total spending back to where it was four months ago. This is common sense. We don't want to subsidize corporate cronyism and Chinese solar panels. We want to make sure we're supporting Americans, getting Americans back to work and doing our job. And that's what we're going to do. Not a single penny, not a single penny of veterans' benefits have been cut by this Republican proposal. Not one. It's returning to spending levels that were approved of by Democrats and the President of the United States previously. And that's it. They're lying to you. Wintech 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125. <laughs>